Welcome to Talking to Frank Without Frank, the show where your students' union officers talk about everything to do with the, the university, the union, and your life as a student. This week, we've got some very, very sad news. Um, Nina's feeling a bit under the weather. By, by the way, Nina is a huge fan of our podcast. Uh, she, she has tremendous love for this whole process. So it is, it's a big loss this week. Of course, she'll, she'll be back for the next one, but she's feeling a bit under the weather at the moment. Um, so we've got a more than, more than suitable replacement in the, uh, the world-famous, um, university-famous Callum. Callum, our Students with Disabilities Officer. How are you doing, Callum? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm not too bad. It's Friday. Yeah, but ready for the week to end. Yeah, it's um, it's been it's been an interesting week. Um, after freshers, I thought there would be a kind of small down period um, where it was perhaps less intense, but no, it's just freshers hit me like a car, and then first week has hit me like a train. So. <laughs> Second week, who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did. Uh, I've been here over the summer, as as you know, um, but the listeners might not. Um, and it was really, really quiet. So it was like there was no one on campus. And then yesterday, tried to get bread and milk from the co-op. Like murder. Like can't even get your bread and milk. <laughs> just Crazy. Like, just like like sardines, like in the queue, being like, oh. Okay. It's true though, because I've, I've seen photos on Facebook, um, people waiting for the number number twenty five on on the dual carriageway to yeah. get back into into Brighton, and just being someone posted how three buses had, buses had passed, and there was still you, he sent a photo, and there was a huge queue of people waiting. It's it is crazy, um, but that's that's term time. That's what we're all about. Um, so just to introduce the theme this week. Um, we were going for the theme of great hosts, um, but seeing as Nina is not here and Callum is our guest, it will be great host. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to, I'm going to try and be as positive and supportive as possible, Callum. Um, let me know how I do at the end. Um, <laughs> I'll give you a one out of 10 rating. That would be amazing. <laughs> um, so let's, let's start off Callum with, um, with yourself. Um, First of all, I think it might be nice just to kind of introduce your role and how you kind of approach it as as a as an officer. Um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, this is like um, being in the hot seat. Um, so, uh, as you said, I'm a part time officer. So, where um, yourself and Nina are full time officers, I'm a part time officer representing students with disabilities, um, and my sort of role in the union and in the university is to like promote the interests of students with disabilities make sure their voices are being heard and actually uh, making sure that they're like properly and truly involved in in the entirety of campus life teaching yeah everything if it comes to disability it sort of is my remit yeah that makes sense yeah that makes total sense. Um, and in terms of the some of your bigger battles that you're currently trying to, to face, you're facing and currently trying to solve, um, would you would you mind kind of introducing some of those? Yeah. So um, 
I've had I've had the role for for a little bit longer than some of the other part-time officers by about two months because the person before stepped down and after the election they put me in post so one of the really big things I've been working on is library accessibility um, and a couple of weeks ago now I took some senior management around the campus um, uh, specifically the library to look at what they class as quote-unquote the accessible route which is not that accessible and takes about 15 minutes longer yeah. um, and the university have have made some commitments to looking at what that could be done and having um, really like I think genuine conversations about putting something in place now rather than just talking about it so fingers crossed we'll see some movement on that but that's one of the really big things I've been fighting for Sending letters out to historic England, yeah. um, badgering Adam, badgering Tim, um, pretty much anyone who I've got their email address. Just just so viewers, um, sorry, listeners are aware, Adam Tickell is our vice chancellor, yeah. and um, Tim is our is some estate chief, chief chief operating officer, COO. That's it. I think so. Yeah. I think Tim will definitely message in if that's not his job title yeah we yeah. apologize apologies tim sorry about that um try harder next time <laughs> um yeah it was it, it's been it's been a real back and forth hasn't it with the with the library um being up against it because because lots of our buildings on campus are grade one listed um so yeah. it's been a real back and forth hasn't it just yeah. trying to work out who's responsible right and it's 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 the university is definitely responsible and they they know they are and it's just trying to convince um the the historic england um that any changes um so, so basically any changes that are not like withstanding in the building that might change its appearance because of the it was designed by the famous architect basil spence mm. Um, as I'm sure you, all of the, the freshers are aware on their induction talks, that was one of the things. Oh, look, the meeting house looks like a candle. <laughs> Elmer House looks like a camera. Apparently, that is all a fallacy. Really? So our, our vice um, our VP, VC for education, Kelly Coat, was saying it's all a fallacy. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so we'll get our fact checkers on that one. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, the last week was conspiracies in the general term of the world, and now we've di- dived in without okay. Nina into conspiracies in Sussex. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Um, we've entered the toilet. So. <laughs> I'm not going to go down that path without Nina here. She's our uh, she's our resident expert, so we'll we'll leave that to her. The resident cryptozoologist. Isn't that what the people who look for Bigfoot are called? Are they? Well, cryptozoologists. Um, <laughs> Nina would definitely know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um. And so, so moving on from that, how was your freshers' experience, Callum? Yeah, I I had quite a enjoyable freshers. Um. Obviously, I went to a lot of stuff as as a, a member of the the union, as a part time officer. So I went to. Oh, this will this will be a memory test. I went to the the big night. I went into Freshers' Fair. And I was uh, touring that with um, a member of union staff, Jack, and we were just looking and making notes for improvement for next year. 
um, in terms of accessibility and things like that. Um, then we went to the Big Night Inn, which was really good. Um, but I was so tired after like the Monday, yeah. so I, I didn't stay too long for that. But then I popped into Bits and Bobs um, and... One of my favourite ones was the peer party. Yeah, yeah. So we've on our notes down here. I, I, I didn't put this. I don't know if you put this on Nina, but on our notes it says um, talk about dying nearly at the peer party. So I'm quite intrigued <laughs> to see. I, I didn't. I, I, I didn't. I think that's a little bit of an over exaggeration okay. on on Nina's part. But I, I went on a, a ride. I think it was called Turbo or something like that with um, Philip, who, um, if you're not aware is the uh, student union president um and he was like come on this ride it's cool and i like rides like i you know thought park chessington alton towers then there are other theme parks available um (laughs) just just in case we get in trouble for like just promoting those three um yeah other choices are available (laughs) um but um I like reds. And he was like, come on, come on. I went on with Kelly, who is a senior member of the university, because um, I thought that was really good that some senior members of uh, the university came down to, like, get involved, which I think is is um, really, like, good on their part, you know, a little bit of commitment. Um, and he was like, Kelly was fine on it, you'll be fine. And I, I'm always a bit worried about the peer rides, because I'm from Brighton. Um, well, just outside Brighton, but from Brighton. And... It's, it, I was just a bit like, oh, like, uh, and he was like, no, 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 come on, come on. And we, it literally, I went on this ride and I was like, this is fine. And it felt like I was on it for 10 minutes doing like loops and things. Yeah, sure. And like, at one point I thought, this is it. I, I Like, I'm I'm going out to sea and, and I... The life flashed before your eyes. Well, yeah. this was it. The, like, the, the seat thing was like a bit loose <laughs> and I was like, this is it. Always reassuring, isn't I'm, it? I'm going to, you know, I had that, um, they have like the seat belt bit that clicks in. You're like, yeah, that's going to save me if this pops up. <laughs> um, and I was like, this is it. Like, I am going to die. Yeah. Um, like, lost at sea. <laughs> um, and it was, pre- it was pretty stormy that night, yeah, right? It yeah, it was, it had... It quickly was quite sunny, and then as soon as it sort of got a little bit dark, boom, that was it. It was like high winds, and yeah. and I think after that ride, I was like, oh, that was interesting, and I sort of stuck to the, the <laughs> bumper cars with, with Philip and Ben, which was, was great fun. Yeah, bu- um, bumper cars are always a good choice. Yeah, and then... Ben, ben, our postgraduate education officer. Oh, yes, sorry. I. Ben would have to give a shout out to Ben for all the great work he does. Yeah. Um, always. Always. Um, we, we live to be more like Ben. <laughs> I, um, and then I decided I'd actually put in some graft. I would uh, help on the, like the front door. Um, and I helped gave out uh, bands um, and just supported the events team with yeah. Philip, which was really great fun. Um I think I think whilst we're here, it's worth giving out a shout out as well to our events team and yeah. events and um, our all of our staff who worked in our outlets um, and in our in our venues for putting on mm. uh, a smashing freshers. Yeah, yeah, so, I yeah. huge amount of of like gratitude to all of them. Um, you know, it was it was a you know it was a long week. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, like you said, they they put in a huge amount of work, and 
they should all be immensely thanked. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's let's move on. Let's um, move now to Panopto Callum. Let's get Frank. Yeah. Without Frank, um, Panopto. What's it all about? What can people look forward to? Um, and how how is it going to affect students in their studies? So um, for those who are not aware, Panopto is the new lecture recording uh, software, hardware. Software. Software, software, software yes. Yeah, um, that the university uh, has just recently acquired. Um, and it should be a huge improvement over the old system. Um, it even has, uh, on this new system, it has... Um, about 78% success rate, but it will auto-caption, um, yeah. which I think has got some great accessibility-ness yeah. um, too um, for students. Um, you know, I understand 78% isn't great, um, but lecturers can edit that. Um, and we're hoping that maybe that could be a student job in the future, but yeah. see, time will tell. But yeah, it's Panopto is... The br- like the brand new, it's just been rolled out um, the summer just before all the students arrived for freshers. Um, so it should be exciting. Yeah, and what what really kind of, um, I suppose, in one sense, boosted um, our, our presumed effectiveness of Panopto was a it was a government legislation about um, about digital resources in the public sector being um, accessible. Um, so I believe it was. 26th of September that came into effect that um, all public um, sector institutions um, needed to make their current um, digital um, digital things online um, more accessible um, so basically that that gives um, that gives us the impetus to make sure Panopto is being used correctly so that we are delivering to students exactly um, what they need. Um, and I think what's also great, you're talking about accessibility and and um, closed captioning. Um, when we were shown it, you could search through closed captioning. So what will be, hopefully, if this works properly, and we'll find out in weeks to come, um, students can go back to the lecture and search for certain terms in the closed captioning um, to pick up things, um, to go directly to things they may want to re- re-listen to, um, which... Having just finished my degree, I'm very envious of that. I think that would have saved me a lot of time when I went back through everything. Um, but that's that sounds like a really positive step. Um, I don't know, don't know if you have anything else you would. No, I, I just I, I I from all in, all intensive per, in all intensive purposes um, can't speak today. Um, I think it does look really exciting um i want to see what the rollout will be i want to know what lecturers and and seminar leaders think about it and whether they'll use it um because um one of the things i think um is so important is that we have a, a brand new software but we need the staff uptake to use it um because there is an issue around recording lectures mm. um, and a sort of um, don't know how to word it sort of uh, a disconnect between 
the staff and the senior management, when the senior management say you have to do this, um, there's a bit of a pushback from the staff because they see it as attacking their uh, entertainment rights mm. um, and that the university might use those recordings in place of strikes yeah. or yeah. Um, to, uh, to make someone redundant and then use their, yeah, their recording useful. still. Yeah, um, which hopefully that isn't the case. And I think we could we could say at the moment um, that the way the university is treating this is is an accessibility thing, yeah. and they're doing that for that. So um, yeah, and we yeah. were also also speaking to a member of the university staff as well about um, how they're looking to get closed captioning in different languages as yeah. well. Yeah. So that's that sounds really promising yeah. as well for the future. Yeah. Just going back to that previous point quickly. I have had reassurance from senior members of staff that that is not what they're doing. They just want to increase the accessibility of their uh, curriculum and ed- and the education they provide. Um, so, yeah, I think that shouldn't be a worry. But, um, but yeah, it's the, uh, going back to then the point of closed captioning in different languages is amazing yeah yeah that'll um, be really great um so yeah exciting stuff all right so we got frank there we got franked real quickly um <laughs> <laughs> let's let's now move on um actually as 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 a great host i'm just gonna check in callum are you doing okay yeah yeah i'm fine everything temperature's good temperature. i've realized I've, i'm not a great host i'm an awful host i didn't even bring any snacks for callum <laughs> Didn't bring any water or anything. We just, just sat here. Yeah, we just hear like the crunching of like <laughs> we're having a great conversation about crisps. Oh Walkers yeah, versus McCoys. Callum, would you would you like to tell the audience all about your um your recipe you cooked it's, this morning? It's not my recipe. Sorry, um, yeah, yeah, it's, sorry. It belongs, I think, to Schwartz. But yeah, it's tuna pasta bake, and then you like obviously cook the pasta, um, and then. You, you like simmer s- some milk and you like whisk in mm-hmm. this like flavoring packet, yeah. which is so delicious. And then mix it all together, like add sweet corn, cheese, mix that all together and then put it in like a dish. Yeah. And then um, put some cheese on top yep. of that. And the best part. And then you get some Walker's crisps, which it are, it are on the recipe. Yeah. Other brands are available though. <laughs> and you like just crunch up the ready salted uh, crisps and then you sprinkle them on top with a little bit of cheese on top as well and that is their <laughs> recipe it's not my recipe i don't want to be attacked for this do you, do you know what i love as well is this week nina is not on the show and nina is a is a vegan and now she's gone for one week and we're talking about recipes with with fish cheese yeah milk, milk. <laughs> <laughs> she is gonna be She's she's gonna be really worried when she listens to this. She's gonna be like, "Oh God, what has happened?" Yeah. yeah. And I just want to point out that yeah, it's not my recipe, so so don't harass me over this. But also, it, try it. It's pretty good. It's like I mean, it sounds horrendous, but I I'm sure I w- I will take your word that it is very tasty. Go go home tonight. Pop into your local supermarket. Get one of these packets and just try it. So, so as a, I, I'm a veggie at the moment. Um, what would you? Is there a substitute for the tuna? You would say that would be appropriate in that recipe. Um, I'm just trying to think. 
Mushrooms? Maybe. I, yeah. I, I think that what works so well with the dish is like it's fishy and <laughs> salty and cheesy. I don't know. I mean, that that's a good combination of things. <laughs> is, this, um. <laughs> is this going into the, into the podcast? <laughs> oh, definitely. 100%. Um, so... That that's a nice little segue um, into um, favorite society. That's not a nice segue, but anyway, <laughs> it's a segue of some sort. Callum, so Nina talked highly about the astrology society um, last week. So we thought we'd have a little spotlight for societies. Yeah. What's what's your favorite society? I. Um, I'm just trying to think. I think there we have. A lot of great societies. Oh, 100%, the, yeah. The very diplomatic answer. Um, ones that I've I've been following on Facebook and I've seen look really great. Obviously, really, really great. Are uh, obviously last year and uh, was dog was dog sock dog walking society. Sorry. Um, I think they're. I just I just love the premise of it. It's yep. just. It's like so simple and yet so great, um, and I think a lot of I think all of them put in such like hard work to make that run because they do it like Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Yeah, they they really go for it. Um, and I, I so I really like that, and I think there is such a benefit to bringing the dogs on campus and sort of seeing them, and yeah, I just I I have a husky um, at home, so it's just like. Um, that sort of oh, that sort of connection. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, like that? yeah. Um, and another one that I've been following on, on, online and I really, really like is um, Pirate Society. Yeah, they um, I hear that. I I just they sort of just always like make me laugh. Like yeah, the um, yeah, just just their social. I think they're they're hot on it with their sort of social media and their Instagram um and things like that yeah and just yeah. entertaining and, and yeah yeah and their their captain reese is is a really lovely guy as well yeah. um and he's he's really yeah like you say really knows what he's doing with his social media yeah. his social media game is strong i've not ne- i've not met the captain but oh, oh. hopefully after this yeah um I, I hope to pop along to one of their socials i just yeah yeah, yeah they they do really cool stuff um I'm going to now hog the mic for 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 a minute or so um just to do a quick shout out of um what I've been up to um we'll try and get this through through this quickly and and painlessly um so recently some students may be aware um we managed to procure procure some uh language bursaries from almost all of the schools um at, at the University of Sussex um that was that was a it was really positive um the feedback we got and we got loads and loads of applications we got about just just near to 500 applications and there were about 30 bursaries so that was amazing so i want to thank everyone that applied for those if if you are listening um and if also if you are listening and that's something that's important to you um or even if you didn't apply apply and it sounds like something you would have really liked um please do let your schools know let your heads of schools know drop them an email about these kind of things because it does it creates more impetus for these things to happen in the future um just just a quick shout as well we will 
on Monday, fingers crossed, we're going to be looking to kind of um, releasing applications for our dissertations journal. Um, so a plan of mine was to set up a journal where students who have completed their dissertations and they, they did very well and were very pleased with it um, could get them published within this journal. Um, so we'll be looking to start hiring soon, um, get the applications out soon and hopefully lots of people apply and we, we can make it a real success. Um, I will be hosting, third thing, I will be hosting a drop-in um, and that will be, I'm just checking my calendar so I don't mislead anyone, that's going to be on the 15th of October, um, that's a Tuesday and that'll be between 10am to 12pm um, in Library Square. We'll have a little table and I've ordered lots of um, lots of kind of advertisement stuff, I've got a banner, I've got a table runner, I've got a table talker, um, and that that was designed by our, our amazing people down our comms department. So thank you very much to them. Um, and I think that's my hogging up the mic done. Callum, yep, welcome back. Sorry, I, I lost you there for a second. I wasn't a very good host. <laughs> third year chat. Yeah, let's be frank about third year. How's it going so far? Yeah, I I. I think it's going well. Um, I had my dissertation, um, so people don't know, um, quick clarification, uh, part-time officers will uh, do their role alongside studying still. Um, so um, so obviously there's that like work, like uh, study balance, but... Um, uh, yeah, I had my dissertation uh, workshop uh, on Monday at 9am. So it was a, like early start for two hours just being like, right, now you've got to like knuckle down and really like work on it. And I just, I think like the blood left everyone's faces and they were just <laughs> like a look of like horror yeah. um, just sort of dawned on them. Um yeah, um, and obviously... How, how are you feeling about that um, work-study balance? I know it's only been a real week of academic stuff, but how, how are you feeling about well, that? Between, really? between like, part-time officer yeah, and... and your degree. Yeah, I think it's going well. I, 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 so I... So, like, obviously, students can message me any time. It might just mean I'm a bit slower at replying. Um, and they can you know, email me, Facebook, Instagram, but yeah, I will try and get back to you as quickly as possible. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's going well. There's like time that I've blocked off just for studying and some time that I, you know, will just answer emails or be around for people to talk to. I'm looking to host my own drop-ins um, and things like that. So yeah, like uh, I think it's going well. Obviously, it's been the first week, um, and I've spoken to a few students. Um, uh, so, yeah, at the current rate, it's going well. Yeah. Um, I had talked about my uh, dissertation with my old academic advisor um, beforehand, so like the end of the uh, the end of last ter like school year, um, and we'd put like I we th really thought about what I wanted to do. So I think for me personally, it's about being sort of one step ahead of everyone else 
because I take such a long time in my planning and my writing of my essays that I sort of already have an idea. So I, the pressure's not really on me now, if that makes sense. Um, And I'm pretty good at just being like, right, this is what I need to do. Um, And yeah. Um, So yeah, not, not an issue at the moment. Um, And and I I think, I think that's one of the things, isn't it? About, um, more broadly speaking beyond yourself is that work-life balance um so I've just I came into this role having finished my degree last year um so graduated in summer I studied history and politics and I had to do um like many students had to do two dissertations um so 8,000 words each and it did get to the point when I was finishing up those dissertations I I was in a in a strange place because I I was spending so much time writing them and doing them etc and being in the same spaces all the time that it did and not until I got past that period and went into my summer did I realize that I was kind of I was not particularly healthy during that period like um, physically and mentally I think I spent a lot of time yeah just not looking after myself um and it's it's it is a cliche to say oh look after yourself to students and it's very it's a very easy cliche to say because that's kind of um, forgetting the fact that people do have these pressures. Um, but yeah, I think it's instead of saying stuff to like, just look after yourself, it's better to suggest things. Mm. Like, so for example, I was always in the same space um, and that's how I worked. Yeah. However, I think if I had forced myself to have been in different spaces to do that work, I potentially might have been happier. Um, and if I had took the time to kind of move between spaces and get some fresh air, I would have been happier, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and just things like this, I think, yeah, do do be aware of what things can happen and try and be aware as they do happen to you, um, personally from experience. You know, I, I think there's some really great points there. One one of the things that I do is I have different places to study. If I'm just highlighting and reading through readings, then I typically try and avoid the library as much as possible. Um, but then writing my essay, it's like find a quiet place in the library and just sort of try and um crack on yeah um and part part of me kind of wants to say to students who are in their third year like kind of be brave in terms of spaces yeah one of the things i didn't learn until quite late on was that the university has all these kind of little places all over the all over the campus that are are kind of hidden from students so have have an explore if you can and and then try and find spaces that really do work for you and don't be afraid to go into spaces like one of the one of the ones that i know that students tell me all like and just having conversations with my friends being like oh did you know that York House has a computer room <laughs> that is usually empty and it stays because obviously York House is where security are based um, and um, uh, porters like night porters and things like that. It's open like all night. So so there's just this computer room, you know, um, that is empty most of the year up until like, it, you know, the, you know, the real assessment period hits. Yeah. So it's, it's usually really quiet. And even when it is assessment period, it's still pretty empty. Um, So there's all these spaces that are not utilised or maybe people don't know about. Um, But yeah, that's one of the ones I know is definitely York House (coughs) reception. Okay. Um, Was there there anything else you wanted to mention about 
how third year's going for you so far? Yeah, um, I was just, I, I was, there was a bit that you were saying about, you know, maybe like struggling a bit. And I think it's reaching out for that help. It's not, you know, that's Suffer not. Suffer on your own. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, my family always say a problem shared is a problem halved. Um, uh, and I just think, you know, maybe mention that to, to, to your friends. Oh, I'm really, really struggling with this. And I think, you know, nine times out of ten, so are they. You know, um, I think a lot of students have this expectation they should be at this point, at this part, and, uh, and you know, and they should have got 3,000 words done by this day, and they really sort of beat themselves up over that. Um, so I would, yeah, just if you're having any, like, worries with third year, you know, I've already gone to speak to, to, to my module conveners. Um, and if you're registered with the student support unit, go and speak to them uh, or the student life center or Nina or myself or Chris yeah, or a- any of the anyone. Officers. Yeah. Any of the officers, um, are, you know, more than happy to, to hear you out and, you know, help signpost you and, you know, sort of just give you that reassurance that you might need mm. Um so yeah I would the biggest takeaway I would say is sort of like you were saying be brave with the space you know you just sort of it it is a cliched but you do need to tell people if you're you're struggling um yeah so that's one of the things that's worked for me if there was something that you know and I've spoke to people about my course because something wasn't working you know it's only the first week um and I was like, oh, this would be, could, you know, perhaps, and, you know, and they've all taken that on board and, and working on it. So it's, you know, speak up. Yeah, yeah. That's... Yeah, and I think that's the that's an important message at this university. Although it can sometimes feel like you're isolated, yeah. um, you are never you're never alone. And as a general rule, um, the union is always a good starting place um, to look for help and support. Um, Thanks for that, Callum. Um, I, I wondered we can we can talk about this because you were you were there. I caught the end of it. I think the networking for change event. Oh yeah. Um, that was hosted in our common room yesterday. Was it five to seven? Uh, I think it was six till eight. Six till eight. Oh, yeah. I got that wrong, yeah. didn't I? Oh, God. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Tell us, tell us all about. It. Tell me about it as well because yeah. I didn't, I didn't get to see it all. Um. <coughs> It was uh, it was really great. I really really enjoyed it, and I I'm not a huge fan of public speaking in front of huge crowds of people. Um, but the the basic premise for people who don't know is that it was um, run by um, Monique, um, who is sort of like uh, community like engagement manage uh, like manager of the uh, SGU as well as uh, Roxanne, um, who's um, like her number two, um, and they're both great. And they the, the basic premise was they sort of come, they, they, were, they, they uh, wanted to bring all of these campaigns together. Uh, a lot of these, so we, Sussex has um, so many uh, SU-recognised campaigns now that are really, really great. So um, there was... Um, People from Decolonise, Access Sussex, um, 
and um, uh, climate action um, strikes and, and a lot of um, sort of uh, ecological campaigns, uh, Plastic Free Sussex, um, um, and it was just bringing them into the conversation um bringing bringing making them letting them have a conversation with each other sort of linking up and it's uh monique is if you ever any of you ever get the chance please speak to monique because she's an amazing person but also a brilliant speaker far better than anyone else i've ever met or or ever seen she she's really really powerful in in when she speaks and she was brought up this really emotional part of she used to work in brighton um for a, for a local like charity group and that she during uh cutbacks there were cuts to to her group and that she sort of had they had no power and it, it made her angry and upset and it was it was that we as a campaign as students union and 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 sort of as a community need to sort of band together we you know we might have disagreements um on some stuff but it's about building to get you know coming together and building up this sort of um working relationship um to to enact change i think it was uh islal who said uh 90% of an issue is just turning up or or, or something along those lines and i think you know people need to get engaged as much as they can if they really want to see that change so and that yeah. could be simply voting in SU elections or going along to um going along to um these campaigns and lending a bit of support or time or, or, or energy and i think that's a great way to meet people um it was just really really great to meet some of the amazing campaigns that we have on campus um and i got to chat with like a lot of um students um and yeah it was just a, a great time for all really i i really enjoyed it and it's um, it's simple isn't it really when you when you think about it is at the university this is certainly the case but even outside the university when you bring these groups of people together yeah. you are infinitely more powerful in terms of getting things done that you want to, then you would separately. Um, and it makes complete sense to try and bring these groups together of like-minded individuals and students who are really passionate. And I think the bottom line often is for the university, how many, when we bring issues up with them, when we try to change things, they say, well, how many issue, how many students care about this issue? Yeah. Yeah. So we, and the, the fact is we may have 10 students who care about it so much that they've created a campaign but then realistically we may have thousands of students who who do really care about it they may not have the time they may not know about it but by bringing these groups together you have this power you you create that power with um so yeah that's that event sounds amazing and i thought going off of that of one of the great things was the intersectionality of a lot of these issues it's not sort of um you know is it's not it's not plain to see uh, you know it's it's uh, you know people are intersectional you know identity is very intersectional and and it's about having um you know um so one of the so one of the campaigns i spoke to um said how how can we be more accessible how could we 
how could we make our event more accessible for people um, so that students um, with disabilities can attend? And I thought, you know, it's usually me going to people in my role saying, how are you making this accessible? And it, it was actually people wanting to, you know, you know, as they should, wanting to, to drive that. And I think that was really promising. And, yeah, it was just a, a, a really great thing. I know they are doing um, a larger um, uh, Change Sussex Forum um, on the 22nd of October, 5 till 7, in the Global the global uh, global Studies Resource Centre. Yeah. Um, so definitely, if you're interested, there's more on the Student Union Facebook and um, website. So have a look at that. And if that's something that interests you, I would say really get involved. Yeah, yeah. And when we look at campaigns like Decolonise Sussex, the way the way we can get these things to be a success is to create intersectionality, highlight how Decolonise Sussex isn't just a problem for a certain group. Yeah. But it's something that affects us all, yeah. And it and it yeah. resonates how we as as a community yeah. are. Yeah. Um, cool. We've got one last thing to talk about. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna get we can get Frank. Get Frank. <laughs> um, are we getting Frank? I don't know. It's, <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's wait for Nina for that one. Yeah, I um, think that's a that's a good Nina Nina point. I I I we could talk about Disability History Month. Yeah, do you want to quickly? Yeah, yeah let's quickly go into that. Run through that super quickly. So, um, in my role as a part time officer for students with disabilities, I've managed to secure some funding um, for Disability History Month, which runs from the 22nd of November to the 22nd of December. Um, sadly, some of that falls outside of term time, so we're hoping to sort of maybe cut off the end of the week in uh, December when those students are here and bring it a week forward. That's our sort of plan. Um, so it's about... Um, and I, I've been doing some research. I think this will be the first time that Sussex has really celebrated Disability History Month. Mm. Um, we're hoping that um, we, you know, I've been working with the events team and, and speaking to people in the university and to the staff disability network on campus. And it's about bringing together um, sort of this is dis disability history. Um, this is, you know, disabled person's history, which I think is uh, a lot of the time is often um, shunned. Um, in Britain, especially here, we have a really, really great um, disability activism history. Um, and I think it's because it sort of confronts that idea of disabled people being weak and passive um, that it is sort of turned away from. And that's something that I'm really excited for. So we're going to show that, you know, disabled um, disabled people are, are, you know, activists, are changers, you know, are, you know, or you know really getting involved and are not what they're often shown in the media to be you know um sort of fight, like fighting back if that makes sense and i think as well as that we want to do 
a lot of really exciting events um, uh, and that are accessible and have like panels of um, people uh, who have disabilities saying about what it's like after university and what it's like in the world of work and things that work with them um, and and things like that. So that's really exciting. And if you want to be involved in in sort of maybe just putting your point forward and being like, well, I think this would be a real benefit to have to Disability History Month. We're going to have um, a forum soon. Um, we're, we're still trying to book a room at the moment, but you can look find that all all that information either on my officer Facebook, which is Callum Disability Sussex, or you can find it on uh, the Access Sussex Network um, Facebook page as well. Um, but yeah, that would be really great if any yeah. students want to get involved with that um and yeah just have their you know have their voice listened to just just to ask you Callum have the events been um are they organized yet or have they been made public or no no so we're we're, this the the, the, this first meeting is sort of a consultation to see what students want okay cool um we have got a few things that we sort of like bookmark that we that that i want to see and other members of okay. access Sussex want to see is there anything we could potentially excite our listeners with a little how, how can we get the the scoop here callum well there, there's one that i've this there's one that i really want to do um and we're just waiting for confirmation but having um maybe some uh there's a disability youtuber just outside brighton her name escapes me at the moment but hopefully inviting her um, to come and do a chat because I know that she does some really really great um, like YouTube videos about her disability. Um, so hopefully that, but obviously still waiting from for commitments. And one of the the things that is definitely definitely in the in the in the calendar, we're just organising it now, is that we're going to have a, a lunch with um, students to come together, have a chat. Um, and we'll provide the lunch so that it's sort of free for them to come. So they just... Will, will students be getting tuna with crisps <laughs> and cheese? If they so wish. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's... So we're just in the beginning stages of, of sort of planning. We've bookmarked, earmarked some things. But if, yeah, if anyone wants to be involved with helping put their voice forward for that, that would be great. Or even um, if they want to become part of Access Sussex, um because i work um with them they're all you know always looking for um disability campaigners and people to get involved so if that's something that you feel really passionate about get involved that's great that's great um i think we're gonna have to wrap up callum sadly this that's sad that makes me sad it's like the end of the dinner party your great host has told you we're out of wine you got to leave. Oh, <laughs> you can run down to Sainsbury's and get some more. Other supermarkets are available. Yeah, yeah, we need to make that very clear. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for having... Um, so thank you so much for coming, Callum. Um, it's been great to have you here. Yeah. Um, who's Nina? Who's <laughs> Nina? Um, <laughs> yeah. No, thank you so much for having me on as your first guest. It is a, yeah. a real privilege. I know that I, I, I've had to sort of climb... Uh, uh, you know, a, a pile of corpses. Yeah. Callum's done some fight. pretty evil things to get his name on top of the list. Uh, just like, yeah. Just, um, <laughs> he just has like, dragged yeah. people's names through the mud. I tell you that much. Just to, um, to climb to the top. But yeah, it was, yeah, it was really great. And then I, I really enjoyed myself and I'm sure, well, hopefully I'll be invited back and it will be, uh, we'll 
<laughs> well, there no, we go. of course you will. Well, and, uh, and we have a chat, me, you and Nina as well. Yeah. Um, what, what score do I get, Callum, as a great host? Um, I'm going to give you a seven. Seven, oh, that's generous. <laughs> that's really generous, considering there are yeah. no nibbles. <laughs> no nibbles, no nothing, but yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for everyone to tune in, for tuning in. Um, and well done if you made it this far. Um, I hope you found this interesting. And yeah, um, this should be out on Monday. So hopefully we'll be listening to that it to then. Um, and yeah, uh, hopefully the next one will be out in a couple of weeks time after that. But yeah, thank you so much. This has been Talking Frank Without Frank. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.